tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Three days to join East National Dialogue on Illegal Mining. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy, 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi on Love, 99.5 FM affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions here on Radio Justice in Tamale, Ganga FM in Jirapawi on Radio Max in Takrade, KTU Radio in Kofuridia. We're live on X Spaces. We're on Facebook. We're on myjournaline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrosol, your clue for in full quantity. Petrosol is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator where Duraplus goes, water flows. This afternoon, Office of the Special Prosecutor joins the search for the slippery and ever-elusive ghost names on the public payroll, which continues to siphon public funds for years. The assessment and investigation are especially aimed at isolating and removing non-existent names, recovering wrongful payments, and the prosecution of persons suspected to be culpable for any offences. This afternoon, we explore the never-ending exercises. Leadership of the Civil and Local Government Staff Association of Ghana, CLOCSAC, say they are fed up with the continuous auditing of the public payroll. We are fed up of this every time ghost names. Who has been prosecuted in this country, in Ghana, of having put ghost names into the, in the, onto the payroll? They should tell us. Also in this package, Parliament braces for a showdown as Trades Minister readies to lay controversial goose restriction ally amid stronger position from the minority. He should make available copies of the instrument, as the majority leader also stated. Some of those amendments that were agreed upon have been taken on board. Then we can lay the instrument and move on with it. I take you live to Parliament for the never-ending drama as the order paper for today to guide business advertises the passage of the 2024 budget despite claims by the majority NPP that the matter was put to rest yesterday. As National Farmers Day approaches, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia emphasizes the importance of data and technology-driven agriculture for the country's future. The emerging technologies 
in artificial intelligence, blockchain, internet of things is now the way to go to make agriculture smart. There's more as he commends the 2022 Best Farmer for investing in agribusiness and skills development of the youth. We have sports. Yep, and sports minister Mustafa Yusiva lays fears of uncompleted facilities with 99 days left for the Africa Games. In the night, you want us also to go and be farming and then people will come and take our lives away. That's how we have to be careful about this 24 hour thing. And much later, women group take on Upper East Regional Minister for Misinterpreting John Mahama's 24-hour economy initiative. They are demanding an apology for what they describe as sexist comments. We call upon the Upper East Regional Minister to retract his statement and issue an unambiguous apology. We have details of that and more here on the Midday News. This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. And I am MFA Apau. Please stay on for details. Many thanks for your company and the public sector payroll is again up for auditing as the Office of the Special Prosecutor signals the start of a nationwide investigation to isolate and remove non-existent names, recover wrongful payment and prosecute persons suspected to be culpable of any offences. But this will not be the first time such an exercise will be undertaking as sections of the public sector workforce grows tired of the never-ending search for the ghosts on the payroll. Elton Broby has more. When the special prosecutor, Kisia Javin, announced the start of investigations into the public sector payroll, he only repeated what was said by his predecessor, Martin Amidu, five years ago. The Auditor General's office and my office, so we have agreed that while he's doing his work during the payroll audit, when he finds any suspicions of the commission of crime, he would signal us so that we will move in immediately and begin an investigation. So by the time the exercise is finished, if there are people who have committed any corruption or corruption-related offenses, we will deal with them together with their self-seeking collaborators. Perhaps same script, but different cast today. The OSB has commenced corruption risk assessment and investigation into suspected corruption and corruption-related offenses in respect of government of Ghana payroll administration. The assessment and investigation are especially aimed at isolating and removing non-existent names, recovering wrongful payments, and the prosecution of persons suspected to be culpable for any offenses. But the search for the ever-evasive massing ghosts on the public payroll didn't start today. Successive governments announced different methods to keep the ghosts at the cemetery, but success continued to elude the nation. Indeed, in January this year, the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission announced a similar exercise, which is still ongoing. Here is Chief Executive Officer of the Commission, Ben Arthur. We want to be sure that this year all public sector institutions that are receiving their pay directly or indirectly from government subvention will take first steps to sanitize their payroll. According to the Ghana Statistical Service, something must be done about the public payroll. The payroll bill is becoming too big and there's an increased allegations and findings from some of our audits on people using the payroll as a means of making, enhancing or making their personal economic recovery programs. There are issues of missing names, there are issues of unknown names, there are issues of people with different 
dates of birth. There are issues of people using other people's vehicles for car maintenance allowance and all of that. We are not going to chase the ghosts for the ghosts to come back. But will Kisiye Jabim and his team be successful to read the payroll of ghost names? Time will tell. Elton Broby for Joy News. Now, the Civil and Local Government Staff Association, Ghana Clocksack, say they are fed up with a never-ending investigation on the public payroll. Executive Secretary Dr. Isaac Bampuado um, has been speaking to us briefly on this. And this idea of ghost name goes to go to. We've heard it too much, too much. We have permanent department units under our Minister of Finance do biometric, all in the name of ghost name. We have validation. We're a third party that are doing validation for salaries, all in the name of ghost name. Consultants that have been awarded in the name of ghost names, they are too much. They should change their strategies more. We are fed up of this every time ghost names. Who has been prosecuted in this country, in Ghana, of having put ghost names into the, in the, onto the payroll? They should tell us. That's the Executive Secretary of Clocksack, Dr. Isaac Bampuado there, speaking to us earlier. Meanwhile, on the frustrations and concerns raised by the OSP in terms of raising concerns about um, judges uh, ganging up against him in terms of all the cases that he's brought before them, the former Auditor General, Daniel Domelevo, says the judiciary has yet to prove it exists to dispense justice. He spoke on the Super Morning Show. I don't think so. Uh, let me say that uh, I generalize it. But okay. there are exceptions. Hmm. There are several situations in which you see the court has done uh, the right thing. But what I said was a generalization. He may need to go a bit further for us to know whether the court has actually ganged up against him or not. Especially when he's able to tick, uh, dot all the I's and cross all the T's or tick all the boxes. and show that he has no procedural issue. But I, I know the judges and the lawyers will tell you that procedure is very important. So I think this is a wake-up call for him. And uh, I want to also advise him that he should know that it's going to be more. Now, I think this is the warming-up stage. Hmm. Uh, as he goes into holding people accountable, the fight... Hmm. Uh, well, let me bring in um, a ranking member on the Employment and Labour Relations Committee in Parliament, Dr. Kobna Donko, on this uh, particular uh, ghost names and the issues that has come up, uh, especially from the Office of the Special Prosecutor yesterday. We're grateful for your time here on the Midday News, Dr. Kobna Donko. So this won't be the first time that we're hearing that ghost names are being chased. The OS, former OSP, Martin Amidu, started this with the Auditor General. We've also known, as we speak, the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission are also undertaking a similar exercise. Really... Uh, is this not an exercise in futility, you'd say? Well, it, it depends on the time frame. Um, the situation of ghost workers can be seen from two perspectives. The deliberate attempt to inflate the wage bill for personal gain. And that cannot happen without officials of the related, uh, related agencies and staff of the controller and accountant general being involved. That is one perspective. The other one is our poor record keeping as a nation. Somebody dies or leaves the service and it takes so long for the controller and accountant general to be notified through the appropriate processes. In the interim, people who are either dead or do not exist in terms of the workplace, are still being paid. And so it should be a continuous effort 
A continuous effort, Dr. Kwabnadonko, but shouldn't it be streamlined? Yeah. We have a number of it's institutions undertaking the same exercise. Absolutely. We are hearing from the Ab workers. They are fair. Absolutely. Between, you see, the Office of the Special Prosecutor can look at the criminal aspect of it, the criminality involved. The Auditor General will do an audit of the payroll. It is only the Auditor General who is competent to do an audit of the payroll. Well, by the constitutional provision, especially central government payroll. But I'm wondering so, what the Fair Wages is doing then with the same exercise. Um, I, I am personally surprised Fair Wages uh, is venturing into that, knowing their limited budget and knowing their limited ability arising out of poor funding. That is the issue. But yes, it is proper for the Office of the Special Public Prosecutor to look at the possible criminality in that whole exercise. Whereas the Auditor General must continuously audit the payroll. Okay. We're grateful. That's Dr. Kwabna Donko, Ranking Member on the Employment uh, Committee in Parliament. Today takes me to Parliament itself and a major decision is to take centre stage today. The Trade Minister, Katie Hammond, is set to lay the controversial goose restriction legislative instruments, that's the ELI, on the floor following an authorisation by the Speaker of Parliament, Albert Magwing, last week. Well, despite receiving the green lights from the Speaker of the House, there is stronger position from the minority who were committed to challenging it, saying the timing does not favour the current economic situation. Situation. Let's hear from the Deputy Minority Leader, Kofi Amabwa. We are laying the old document. That is the document that we had issues with. I have not seen the amended document. And so that is a problem. And since then, I ran on speaker, I'm also very much aware that you have been petitioned by, by stakeholders in the industry who have serious concerns. And so, Ryan speaker, we are, uh, I think that I raise these matters because we have very strong views on this uh, ELA and uh, ordinarily wouldn't oppose it. But as you yourself have stated, we are here because of the people of Ghana. Meanwhile, Trade Minister Katie Hammond insists there is an understanding between both sides of the House to agree to the passage. He spoke exclusively to my colleague Evan Spencer. You mean Dominic uh, yes. hasn't reported? Well, that was the allegation that he hadn't reported to the leadership. The outcome of the meeting which yeah, you just talked them. about. Yeah, that's right. It turned out not to be true. He had reported to them. Uh, then what do we do? Okay, so let's but, but was that outcome a yeah. consensus position that was going well, to be communicated? as far as I'm concerned, within the committee was absolutely a consensus. So you're saying that the right? NDC, yeah. NDC chair the side and, yeah. and the MPP chairs are all agreed at a committee level? They completely agree. Too late. Yeah, sure. Late. With, yeah. with the change being yeah. in the re reviews will return to parliament. I can read to you. I mean, please, please, I'll love to. I'll love to. I mean, this is a short fact, as you have seen. And I would love for you to read what the actual text is. Based on the agreement that you reached, um, can I have my phone? Please, sir. Uh, Please do. And by the way, you're, you're still live. Well, so that's um, Katie Hammond's interaction there with my colleague Evan Spencer. He definitely got his phone and read it out to us. Let me take you live to Parliament for the latest on the matter. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kweku Asante joins us on the line. Um, so, Kweku, has this particular airline been laid by Katie Hammond yet? I mean, for two hours after sitting was scheduled to start, sitting hasn't started yet, and Katie Amon has not laid this controversial ally yet. In fact, if you look at the other reports today, that ally does not feature on it. But we know that an addendum may come, which may make it possible for him to lay. But if you look at the other paper, 
that has been distributed to MPs and journalists now have copies. This airline is not listed as part of the business that will be taken today. And like I said, maybe an addendum may come with that item. But MPs are mainly focusing on this budget controversy. And there are caucus meetings mm-hmm. happening currently before MPs will come to the floor for business to start. Hold on to that um, order paper. But let me finally, um, let me quickly find out from you whether the minority and the majority have finally agreed on this particular airline. Then we can talk about the budget. There is no agreement yet, MFR. As we speak, the minority are still insisting that this airline is bad law. They are going to oppose it if it is late. They've not revealed what exactly their strategy will be yet. But an interview I had with Imanol Lamakufiboa, he told me they were good. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC fight to the end, they do not believe this is something that Katie Hammond should be giving that power as minister to be able to give import licenses to businesses as they, as, as, as they wish. And that is the fight that is happening now. But the majority really clear that they want to allow this go through. It is when Katie Hammond tries to lay this on the floor that we will see the strategy that the majority are fashioned to oppose this. Now read to us exactly what the other paper says about the budget 2024. Well, if you look at item 10 of the, uh, the other, other paper, it says that this Honorable House approves the budget statement and economic policy of the government for the year ending 31st December 2024. What this means is that the budget, as we know it, has not been passed, contrary to the claims of the finance minister. And you see the underrated headcount to be taken. And that would mean MPs will be asked to stand in their, in their seats to be counted or whether or not they approve of the 2024 budget presented by the finance minister or the disapproval phase. You want to stay with us for more of that drama that will unfold later uh, today in Parliament. Well, the finance minister, Ken Ofurieta, we heard him yesterday uh, on this particular budget, insisting that as far as he's concerned, it's been passed. But today he's also been describing the minority's resistance to the passage of the 2024 budget as a needless intervention. The majority side, we all know, they staged a walkout amongst others. But speaking at the Ghana Capital Market Conference, the minister, Ken Ofurieta, says the resistance is needless. Parliament, um, the last thing I heard, was the years have <laughs> so I, I so I believe well I don't know that um, so we'll see what happens with the head count parliamentary procedures are a bit complicated uh, so we'll see what happens but really I mean in a nutshell as an aside um, I'm not sure that um, there needs to be parliamentary approval for the principles and objectives of the budget uh, because truly is appropriation 
um, where then you can get into the estimates and nitty-gritties of that. I mean, who would be against a budget that is saying there's macro-stability and that there's relief for the people of Ghana and there's growth? I'm not sure anybody would be against that. Um, so maybe it's an unnecessary intervention and it really needs to get into the issues of appropriation and estimate as to where that judgment should come. That's Finance Minister Ken Oferieta. Now, do you use mobile money? Gather round, because starting Friday, December 1, mobile money agents across Ghana say they will enforce a temporary measure restricting cash withdrawals to a maximum of 1,000 Ghana cities per transaction. Well, this decision is outlined in a joint statement issued by four Momo associations, the Northern Momo Agents Association of Ghana, the Mobile Money Advocacy Group, and the Mobile Money Agents Association Ghana. Well, let me leave my colleague, let me bring in my colleague, James Aveji, uh, to give us more on this. So, why this decision? MFA, so, in that statement, there is three key issues. And first is that this 1,000 cities temporary restriction will last for a month, i.e. till the end of December, and will be enforced across all the telecommunication networks to call for uh, fair compensation uh, for their members, as you stated. And secondly, that they will use this one month period, uh, one month period to actually continue an active uh, engagement with the service providers to address their concern. But if there is no favorable adjustment, they will, quote, regrettably have to take a further action on that. And finally, they are appealing to you and I, the general public, to actually cooperate with them and whip up support for them in this bargain for the sustainability of the mobile money uh, industry. And we're yet to hear from the telcos on this. Exactly. Haven't they okay. haven't given any response. We'll yet. definitely uh, follow up on that. And um, with Farmers Day, we're getting ready for that tomorrow and Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Balmia is reiterating advocacy for a data and technology driven agricultural sector. He opines that the days where hoes and cutlasses were used for farming are over as technology has evolved. Dr. Balmia was speaking at the grand opening ceremony of Srebro Institute of Agribusiness and Skills Development, an initiative by the 2022 Best Farmer. Nayao Sapon Srebro encouraged farmers to leverage on the emerging technology of AI to enhance smart agriculture in conformity with the industrial revolution the future of agriculture is no more one of cutlasses and holes the emerging technologies in artificial intelligence blockchain internet of things is now the way to go to make agriculture smart in conformity to the fourth industrial revolution. This is one of the ways to make agriculture attractive. Now, Nanayao Sapon Srebo, the 2022 best farmer, uses price money with funds from his farms to establish the Srebo Institute of Agribusiness and Skills Development, which aims at training the youth in agriculture. Vice President Dr. Baumia has been lauding the initiative. I really want to thank our national best farmer, Nanayao Sapon Srebo, the first, for this initiative because it is very clear that he is thinking about imparting skills and technology to farm. That is where it's going. And so he's ahead of the curve. And so we are looking at here in, in this center having a, a hall dedicated to digitalization in the agricultural sector. 
And as we get ready for the Farmers Day celebration in Takwa in the Western region this year, Minister for Food and Agriculture Brian Echambo has indicated that food inflation has dropped by 10% in the last three months as a result of the efforts by his ministry. He therefore said government intends to attain food security in the next three years. A lot of the cereals, the prices are dropping. Maize that used to sell at the same time last year for 300 CDs for 50, bag, 50 kg bag. Now it's 148 Ghana CDs. The maximum that you get is 150 CDs, which means that there's a 50% drop in the price of maize. Food and Agriculture Minister Brian E. Champong once again, and we say Aiko to our farmers as we get ready to celebrate them tomorrow in Takwa. We'll take a quick break here on the Midday News Live on Joy 99.7 FM in Accra and Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM. We are on a number of affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are live on X Spaces. You're on Facebook. You're on myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is made possible by Petrosol, your clean fuel in full quantity. Also by Duraplus Ghana Limited, the only water storage tank with a level indicator where Duraplus goes water flows. We'll return from the break with sports and we'll get to hear from women group who are taking on the Upper East Regional Minister for misinterpreting John Mahama's 24-hour economy initiative. They're demanding an apology for what they describe as a sexist comment. In the night, you want us also to go and be farming and then people will come and take our lives away. Hey, now you want to go Budgets are tight and money difficult to come by. You want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> petrol source, clean fuel in full quantity. Let's do sports. Thank you very much. And our sports minister, Mustafa Yusiva, has assured that the ongoing construction of facilities for the Africa Games will be completed in time. Mustafa and Vice, Vice President of Ghana, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, toured the Boteman and University of Ghana venues yesterday to ascertain the progress of work. And with 99 days remaining until the continental event, neither venue is 100% completed. However, Mustafa says there is no cause for alarm. We are fully prepared to host the entire African continent here in March 2024. As you know, we have visited the Aquatic Center, which is the biggest in Africa, 10-lane competition pool, which is going to be satisfied by the World Aquatic Body. We are also developing University of Ghana Stadium, 12,000-seater. When are the contractors expected to hand over the facilities? The contractors are all expected to hand over the facilities in December. And most of the contractors, especially the Games Village, the contractor is done. We are just waiting because some of the students are still here. That is why the contractor is still on site. Once the students leave, the contractor will put the finishing touches and the games. The University of Ghana has revised the academic, academic calendar for us to be able to host the games. That's Sports Minister Mustafa Isif. Back to you, MFA. Thank you very much, Mubarak. Now, the Ghana Education Service has revealed that the management will consider the reopening dates for first-year students in the senior high schools following the release of the computerized school selection process. In November 28th, senior high school students are expected to start classes on December 4. The pre-tertiary teacher unions in a statement has expressed concerns about the reopening date, citing the limited time parents have for preparation. We can hear from Cassandra Chumampo for Head of Public Relations at the Ghana Education Service. Uh, 
um, before the release of patents, which we had already published the academic calendar, came a long time. And so the first December for test year was already captured. And so as a parent, if you knew that your child would be going to a boarding house, at least you are working within that time frame, you were only waiting for the two patients to be on. But in terms of situation, you knew that it had started. And so if you are a parent and you knew that your child has completed and you would be going to the boarding house, you knew that with that public perspective, they had also begun second um, situation. But again, once they're giving us this feedback, management will look at and whatever comes out of it will communicate the public. Well, she also indicates that students without school placement can assess self-placement online for school um, selection. Now, let's do politics. And the Aswasi constituency is the only seat in Greater Kumasi that the new patriotic party has failed to capture despite years of vigorous campaigning. The NPP's closest chance of capturing the seat in recent times was in 2016 when Ali Dusedo lost to Mutaka Mubarak of the NDC by a margin of around 5,600. Today, we are focusing on the Aswasi constituency ahead of the parliamentary primary. Nanaya Ojima has more in the following report. To many, it is a family feud, a political battle between an uncle, Yusuf Osman, and nephew, Manaf Ibrahim, in the NPP parliamentary primary in the Aswasi constituency. The campaign of Hajja Zainab Salu, NPP treasurer, and Maslok head in the region has also gathered momentum in the Muslim-dominated constituency. Asawase has been described as the NDC's safest seat in the NPP's stronghold, the Ashanti region, despite the intense campaign and resourcing of the then Askorimampon Municipal Chief Executive, Ali Dusaidu, failed in the bid to unseat the NDC. Noah Osu is first vice chairman of the NPP in Asawase. Yeah, if we want to take the seat from uh, the original people who are, taking, who are handling it, we must come together as one people. Two, we must see to it that our language, the language that we speak to ourselves, are highly respected to each other. Manaf Ibrahim, who once worked at the office of the vice president, has long worked towards leading the NPP in the constituency. His suspension from the party denied him the opportunity to contest in the constituency primary in 2019. That's the Asawasi constituency. And don't forget, we have a results show for you on Saturday between 4 and 6 p.m. on the NPP parliamentary primaries here on your election headquarters. Now, urbanization along the banks of the Accra Temamotaway has made many pedestrians um, resort to crossing the road to reach their various homes. Within a split second, you either cross safely or take your last breath. Trotro drivers have also taken advantage of the situation by creating unofficial bus stops at vantage points. Ethan Lai has more in this report. Read to you. The Accra Tema Motorway, opened in November 1965, was to be a seamless link between Accra and Tema. 58 years later, it is widely regarded as one of the worst major roads in Accra. Kwame is one of the residents who crosses this road on a daily basis. For now, we don't have any alternative and this is the only way we have. So, though it is dangerous, but we are trying our best. Kwame believes an overhead will help solve the problem. So many accidents have occurred on this road and... 
from our opinion, the government needs to come in to come and, you know, like we need an overpass so that uh, the place will be accessible for us. One other challenge on the motorway is the many unauthorized bus stops along the route. James, a trotter driver, says they chose the place due to the lack of bus stops along the motorway. But our government didn't create a bus stop for us, so that's why we used to use it as a bus stop. That's Ethan Lai's report there. Now, some women group have taken on the Upper East Regional Minister Stephen Yakubu over what they describe as a stereotype comment made by them by him. The minister was captured in the viral video in this um, attempt to discredit. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.